Welcome, everybody. This is the first episode of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. Uh, this podcast is going to be focused on everything that has to do with uh, specifically the paintball scene in Texas. So anything from professional players and teams, uh, divisional teams, divisional programs, uh, local tournament series like USXBL, HCPS, um, could have different field owners, any paintball brands that are based in Texas, and also going to have some photographers and videographers on here as well. So every week we're aiming for about 30 minutes, short and sweet episode, new topic, and a new guest each week. So uh, our guest for very first episode is a legend in Texas paintball, Colt Roberts. He's a pro player for San Antonio X-Factor. Colt, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you, Christian? Doing pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to kick this thing off. Yeah, this is kind of cool. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me as your first guest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, everybody that was watching NXL this past week, you know, we heard from Maddie Marshall a bunch of times how uh, you got COVID and you didn't make the trip. How are you recovering from that? I'm doing good now. It hit me hard for a couple of days. Uh, literally the day before I left, I, I came down, started having a fever and chills. So, pretty bummed I didn't get to go and hang out with the boys. But you know, they uh, they did well without me. I was proud of them. And but I'm feeling good now, so I'll be ready for the next one. Okay, good to hear. Um, you said that this was actually your first time catching COVID. You managed to go this what two and a half years now without catching it. Yeah, by uh, working in an essential industry, so I've been at work, you know, every day in the office since COVID started. And yep, I've dodged a bullet every time. It's finally caught up to me. It's a uh, sick timing with uh, you know Ryan also being out, and you know it seemed like X was running a pretty thin line, but hell, they uh, still made top four. That seemed like they played really well. Yeah, they did. You know, uh, Cody injured his groin at practice, so he was kind of you know seventy five percent. He didn't play a whole lot. Um, Ryan had a baby. Congratulations, Ryan. So he was uh, obviously not there. Uh, Tom Guest had work uh, arrangements that, you know, he had had since the beginning of the year. We knew he wasn't going to make this event. Um, and then, you know, Anthony and, and Jesse are, are taking a little bit of break from paintball. So, yeah, we're we're running pretty thin. It was a little bit uh, dicey, but they made it happen. So, yeah, they they definitely did well. Shoot, they uh, they were actually really close to making the finals there as well. Um, yeah. So for those that are listening in right now, maybe they don't know all that much about you or your story. Uh, how long have you been uh, involved in the Texas paintball scene? Well, I started playing, uh, you know, I didn't play recreationally at all. I, I entered the tournament scene the second weekend I ever played paintball. So I've been playing competitively since 2001, um, you know, on various teams. I, I started out at the very bottom division, uh, worked my way up and started playing, you know, amateur events locally with a team called Fuel, which actually had Dixon Yang. Um, he was on my very first the very first day of paintball, I played with Dixon Yang, and then uh, on my first like you know actual competitive team, I played with Dixon too. So that's kind of cool. Oh, that's awesome. And then just yeah, worked my way up from there. Played on Texas Storm, um, the amateur level, and then got picked up on Avalanche out of California for my first pro event in 2004. So I've been playing professionally since then. Awesome. So uh, you started with Fuel with Dixon, then eventually you said Avalanche was your uh, first pro team. What other teams have you played for over the years? Yep, I've played for Arsenal at the pro level, Avalanche. Um, Played with the Portland Naughty Dogs. We won the uh, ESPN. What was that tournament called? Do you remember what that was called? No, that was before my time. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I was on ESPN too. Um, yeah, we won. Oh, Paintball World Championship was what it was called. So I won that with the Naughty Dogs. Played with them for several years. Um, played with Marcus Nielsen back on Arsenal. Uh, played a bad company in Ten Man. Um, I played with Adrenaline in Ten Man. So you know, I played on quite a few teams, but X Factor's definitely been my my longest stay. And I've played on that team off and on since, you know, 2006. Wow, that's a long time for one team. It is, but, you know, that's where my heart is, so got to stay home. 
Awesome. So you've uh, you've been all over the U.S. playing for different teams. Uh, in your opinion, what makes the Texas paintball scene uh, different from other regions of the U.S.? Um, you know, I think Texas paintball has just kind of became the mecca of paintball. Uh, it used to be California, but then we just started having so much talent come out of Texas that we kind of took over that flag and started being kind of the most dominant um, teams on, on the NXL circuit that are coming out of Texas. and. I don't know what that is. I think it's it's one that we have such a good local series that, you know, really breeds and, and gets a lot of good players that come out of that. And then it's just we have a good pool of, you know, tough people. I think I think that the mentality down here is pretty tough and, and people train hard and you know that's helped quite a bit. You know, when I was coming up we, we played some of the toughest teams on the planet, Texas Storm and Addicted were were mean dudes and they toughened stuff real quick. So, you know, I think that, that really led into the success of a lot of us coming up in, in the Texas paintball scene. Yeah, and uh, even whenever you watch NXL, like if you look at the scores for you know all the way top to bottom divisional, um, you know it seems like Texas teams are usually on the top of whatever divisions that they're playing in. You know, looking at D4, like even just this past NXL, D4 uh, Tribe out of Paintball Fit won the event. Uh, Texas yep. Cyclones made top three again, so it's uh, really good to see. You know, Texas teams still doing well. Um, so. You know, having played for so long, uh, over time, what uh, what are some of the things that you've noticed that have changed in the Texas scene, either for better or for worse? Honestly, I think what changed for worse as far as like for Texas paintball was, you know, when I first started playing Texas paintball competitively, if you played rookie, you know, you won a couple masks for winning the tournament. Uh, if you won at the novice level, uh, you know, you maybe won some spiders. It didn't wasn't until you played at the amateur level. Um, which would probably be equivalent to like D1 or D2 locally. That's when you started winning real prizes, like actual, you know, auto cockers or, or guns to that level. And I remember they started doing rookie tournaments that gave out really good prizes. And it just seemed like from that point on, it kind of, you know, people quit wanting to advance so much to get to the higher levels to play, you know, at the highest level of the sport locally. And, and they kind of just marinated down in the lower levels. And I think that really did hurt the development of players. And I think still to this day, you know, there's guys that I see out there that are still playing D4 and D3 that have been playing, you know, 10, 15 years. And I'm just like, yeah, why that is, I don't know. I think, you know, it's maybe some complacency. I think it's the fact that they can win prize packages at the lower level. And, you know, I think what also is hurt is the APPA rankings, you know, the way that they are now. Um, it just... it people are scared to move up to a division they don't think that they can compete in. And so they're playing this game of like oh, well, we did good at this D5 event, so we're going to sit out the next two events so that we don't get too many points and have to bump the D4. And, you know, that's just kind of unfortunate, and it's just kind of playing the point system, and, and I don't really care for that, but it's part of the game now, unfortunately. Yeah, it's definitely uh, something that we have to think about a lot divisionally, um, you know, even for a big program uh, like us for... Those listening that don't know, I play uh, out of San Antonio with the Texas Titans. We've got lines all the way from D3 down to D5. And, you know, worrying about our points is something that we do have to think about. Um, and it, it really is just a part of the game now. Like, if you look at, like, the big local tournament series, USXBL, we've definitely, you know, there's some teams, some players in there that have been around for quite a while. Um, you know, and I, you know... Granted, you know, I ha didn't get on the scene until uh, the middle of 2015, so I don't have quite the perspective that you do. Uh, so don't really know what the answers for that are either. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of a shame that this is where, 
the scene is at right now in Texas? Uh, you know, when I was playing locally, we had there wasn't really a division that that we didn't have a good scene on. I mean, you know, the highest local division was amateur, <clears throat> and as long as you weren't playing professionally, you could be semi pro and have a full team of semi pro in the amateur division locally. And we had ten to twelve really good teams, like competitive teams in that division. So we had a good turnout um, even at that higher level. But I think now it's if you bump up to like D two. Like it really limits what you can play locally. So now you're you're kind of pigeonholed into having to play national events with a you know D1 or or higher team in order to be able to compete. And so I think that's what scares a lot of people off. I mean, I you know I don't think I'll ever play local tournaments again just because you know the points that I've accumulated over the years of playing. You know I'll be in a grave before I'm able to drop enough to play you know locally at the D3 level. And that's really like the highest it's offered, if I'm not mistaken, is D3 tournament. Yeah, uh, in USXBL they offer D5, D4, and D3, but. Uh, you know, hopefully that's something that changes. Uh, it would be good, but, you know, at the same time, we need teams that are willing to, to step up and play at that higher level. You know, if we don't have people doing that, then there, there'll be no teams to play in that D2 division, and therefore we won't we won't have that division. So. Yep. yep, it'll definitely take some time for all that. Uh, so, you know, as one of the top players in the game, even now, you know, you've been in so long, you're still at the top of your game. You must have gotten some offers from other teams over the years, you know, maybe some with big cash offers or bigger budgets. So what is it that keeps you coming uh, back to X Factor versus going to go play for another team? I mean, I guess the way I looked at it, I've always held a career. Like since I started playing paintball, I've always had a real job. I never solely relied on paintball for, you know, my personal standing. Um, so it was never, ever about money for me. You know, if you get a little money on the side, that's great. Uh, it's nice to have a little spending cash and, you know, not, not to have to pay to play paintball is, is kind of just the ultimate goal for me. And as long as I was able to do that, I was happy. Um, you know, and I, I've always been taken care of well at home and yeah, you know, I have had cash offers in the past to go play with teams, but you know, I wouldn't be playing with my friends. I wouldn't be playing locally. I'd have to travel for practice. You know, I've, I've done that and I just have no desire to have to leave my home state to go travel to practice, you know? got other things going and there's not enough money out there in paintball personally for me to to want to pursue that so it's just a no-brainer for me to continue to play with x-factor and you know I, i've played with the team in our darkest times and our best times you know winning nxl championships to to going two and two every event and not making any sunday so you know i've been on the ups and downs and i'd rather win with the boys and and work on a team that's you know coming up the ranks or, or trying to stay on top versus going to a, an already established team that's doing well you know, I mean, I have guested on teams. I went over and played uh, Prague with Impact. Uh, we won a, a European NXL over there, which was a lot of fun. So, I mean, I still get to do some fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, home is where the heart is, and my heart's here in Texas, so that's where I'll play. Yeah, awesome. I mean, there's something to be said about that. Uh, heck, just even this past offseason, you saw, you know, a whole slew of roster moves uh, very clearly for, you know, financial reasons. Uh, you know, the whole thing with the Latin Saints at the start of the year, uh, you know, Maybe maybe not so much for financial reasons, but even your teammate Archie uh, going to Dynasty. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, definitely good to see that there's people who just want to stay with their team, play with their boys. Uh, they believe in their program versus, you know, just want to, you know, take the easy way because they see that other team has uh, already had the success. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's old school pro paintball used to be that way. You know, you never had, you had your little sex of, of teams, you know, at Aftershock out of the Midwest, you had the Ironmen out of California, you know, you had like Strange out of Florida, and you had all these teams that, 
you know, you played for the local team. You didn't fly out and play for some team cross country. Like you, you made it up on the, your local team and you played kind of for your, for your state and for your local area. And it was kind of cool. I think it, it meant a little bit more back then. It was a little more gritty and a little bit more, I don't know. There's just a different feeling about paintball when you kind of had these regions that, that had their pro team and, you know, the whole, you know, you got to their field and if you were in the Midwest and everybody had an Aftershock jersey and everybody shot a Shock Tech gun and, and it was just kind of cool to see that like that, that whole area was permeated with their local team and now it's like, you know, you go to X Factor Field and you see, you know, Houston Heat jerseys and Dynasty jerseys and all, and which is fine. I mean, you know, like who you want to like, but it just was kind of cool to have like a local sense of pride about a team and it wasn't a bunch of like just bandwagon fans like, oh, this team's hot right now. Let me buy one of their jerseys and and now I'm a you know an Impact fan or now I'm a heat fan oh heat sucks now now i'm a russian fan you know it's just like i don't know just a little bit of sense of like local pride i, I just think is kind of missing from the game now and yeah i kind of miss that about paintball for sure yeah i mean it's something i noticed too uh you know kind of a little bit going back to uh how the texas scene is at the higher divisions currently you know you've got up-and-coming players that you know once they hit d2 d1 they don't really have anywhere to play here in Texas. And so you're seeing guys like Trent Nitta, who is on the Ironman now. You're seeing guys like Zach Carter, also on the Ironman. Uh, Cal Leach, who has been uh, playing with the KC Missouri All-Stars. Uh, you know, just, I'd love to keep those players in Texas, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we're not getting any younger. So, I mean, they're, we're always looking. We, we want to find the next you know, next superstars to pick up on X Factor. And, you know, we've had some luck with, you know, having Anthony, you know, I coached Anthony when he was first starting playing paintball. I coached him for years on Notorious. And so it's just kind of cool to see him come up and, and be a pro player and actually play on my team. It's kind of a, a cool story. Um, so, yeah, it'd be badass to, like, you know, I coach a lot of the Titans guys to see you guys one day come take my spot. You know, that's ultimately what I want. And, you know, that's why I want to help the local talent grow and I want to keep it in Texas. I don't want you guys to have to travel. I want you guys to have your own spot here um, to play at the top levels. Um, that, I mean, heck, that, uh, you know, even reassures me as well. Like, just knowing that once we get up to those higher levels, there is kind of that, you know, flag at the top of the mountain for us to reach. Uh, you know, one day for some of us, hopefully, you know, knowing that that's an option now, that it'll be more of us trying to keep pushing for that. Uh, so another question I have for you. Um, so as far as when X Factor was coming up the ranks, you know, I know that, what was it, two, three years ago now that the uh, BKIT documentary came out. Uh, so we got to see a little bit of the or origin story of X Factor. But as far as, you know, getting into the details and the logistics, uh, preparation wise, drill wise, uh, as X Factor was moving up the ranks and even, you know, right after they made pro, um, what what are some things that y'all did then that divisional teams and individual, like individual players could do right now to help them on their climb up? You know, I think that, you know, we did a lot more drills than historically what I see, at least at our field. I don't know what's going on in the Dallas. Dallas seems to be doing pretty good, so maybe they're doing something a little different. But <clears throat> at least when I go out to X Factor, it's like, you know, you show up and everybody gets there at 9 o'clock, kind of hangs around, high fives each other, sits around till 10, 10.30. Um, then they go out there and they bang out points until 1 o'clock and then they go home. You know, I mean, they're putting three hours of work in and it's one day a week um, and it's not not really conducive to getting better it's just going out there and essentially playing organized rec ball um so I, I think a lot of different what we did was we we ran drills all the time you know we still we still scrimmaged but we ran drills and 
man, it's hard for me to even say the last time I went out there and just saw some team doing a drill day. Um, I know you guys are a little more disciplined in your in your camp than other teams are, but even for you guys, you guys don't drill near enough to get the fundamentals of paintball. So I think it's just a lot of a lot of going out there and um, playing game situation without really dialing into the individual skill set of what it takes to be a professional player. And and if you're not running drills, you know you're not learning. You don't see professional basketball players not warming up and shooting a thousand free throws or or doing ball handling skills or passing drills or you know they're doing all these things they're not just going out there and like hey let's get another pro team over here and let's just play them for two days and then go play a tournament you know and then that's kind of like what we're doing now is we're just out there banging our heads against each other in a in a live you know million mile an hour practice format and we're not dialing in on our individual gun skills and and you know, different types of preparations that we should be doing. So I think that's probably the biggest difference from when we were coming up to, to what's going on now, at least locally. And that, that may be a, you know, a nationwide thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, even listening to sometimes, you know, going to the go sports interviews that Monty Marshall does, uh, sometimes he'll bring up the analogy that, you know, baseball players don't practice batting by, playing a full nine innings, you know, they go into the batting cage, uh, you know, same thing with pitchers and, you know, all the other different positions in different sports. So uh, the fact that it seems like paintballers approach it just by, you know, playing games uh, seems kind of inefficient in our approach. Um, so kind of along a uh, similar kind of line of thought there, uh, what would you say is the single biggest thing that divisional teams do uh, wrong? So let's say like one or two things that if they, if they just changed the way that they did it, they would have a much easier time either in their matches or just, you know, along their journey up to the top. Well, I mean, I think we already discussed it. It's, it's really just how you train versus, you know, just just preparation in individual skill and, and teamwork basics um, would make a huge difference instead of just going out there and, you know, doing the same thing. That's the definition of insanity. Do the same thing over and over again and hope for different results. and. It's just over and over. That's what I see, you know, and, and finally within the past year or so, I start to see a little bit of a change with, you know, teams like you guys, teams like the Dragoons and other people reaching out to me and be like, hey, we, we want to get better. What do we need to do? And that's the first step, you know, approach somebody that is better than you, play people that are better than you, watch people that are better than you. You know, they, that that's the whole key. And I think a lot of times it's like, I want to win practice or, you know, I just only want to play teams that I know I'm going to beat. And, and there's kind of a fear of, of failure or embarrassment and you know in anything in life you can't have a fear of failure you will fail i mean it's just a matter it's an inevitability you're going to fail and the quicker you realize that every failure is a learning process the, the easier it is for you to start really seeing what the big goal is and not so much care about the immediate result but what what you're working towards so i think that's just kind of the mentality shift that needs to happen is that you know you realize that you learn more from from losing um, than you do from winning and and you learn more from doing drills and dialing in on these individual aspects than you do from going out there and playing a live scenario and hoping that you're learning 50 different elements of the game in a live you know combat simulation um, with your adrenaline blowing and, and all these different people watching you and just all the different pressures that happen when you're actually playing a game of paintball yeah i can't tell you uh so 
when the Titans were first starting out, we tried to play, you know, with and against uh, the players on grit as much as we could. And I can't tell you how many practices, uh, you know, the week before an event where we just got absolutely demolished, like, you know, sometimes not even winning a single point all day. And, uh, you know, some sometimes it's like, oh, we just didn't know. Like, it's one of those days where we're just like, what are we doing? Uh, uh, we just you know, took those experiences, learned from them, and we were able to, you know, podium or even win a lot of those tournaments the next weekend just uh, from playing those guys that were better than us and uh, learning those lessons, you know, even though, yeah, it was the hard way, but, you know, rather get uh, get beat in practice a whole lot than beat at the event. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, and the good thing about that, too, is, you know, a lot of times you'll you'll see, especially at lower division paintballs, that there's a lot of, like, t-ball mentality. Um you know, well, everybody's playing, everybody's paying, so everybody should play. And like, these are my friends, these are my buddies, and all. And and I get that. And that's a, it's a funny, it's a funny sport. You know, there's not a ton of money in it, so it's hard to kind of treat it as a professional sport at times. But you know, there are teams that do that. And if you want to be at that top level, you do have to treat it like a professional sport. And if you start treating it that way and training that way, it's inevitable that those people that are there just to have fun. Or just to you know have a weekend gig and aren't real serious about it, they, they weed themselves out pretty quick when you start putting a true training regimen together and you're actually working to get better and you're out there getting your asses kicked. I mean, I'm sure that you know you guys have lost players that just couldn't handle the grind because they'd go out there and get their ass kicked and they're like, ah, this isn't for me, you know. And that's fine. You don't want people like that on your team anyway. You know, they can go do something else. They can play rec ball and have fun with it. But if you're trying to be a competitive paintball team, you know, you need to weed those guys out and you do that by training hard um, and and making some uncomfortable you know things happen and, and i think that you guys have seen that you know there's been some turnover in your roster but now you guys have a super strong core solid core of guys that are out there that are that are wanting you know to achieve the same goals which is nice yeah and it is super nice you know having all the guys that we do have currently uh you know maybe part of that is just a lot of players when they're coming in they don't truly know what it means or, you know the time of dedication that it requires to uh be a top level team or to be you know not just you know going to an event to have fun and quote unquote do well you know to actually go to win the whole thing uh and either you know they just uh straight up don't know what it's like or they aren't being you know completely honest with themselves with you know hey this team has been on top for x amount of time we have to put in more work just to catch up to their level and then put in more work on top of that to surpass them yeah absolutely yeah so uh you know do you have any other uh side projects going on with paintball that you'd like to talk about i mean you know you know i've got the uh new training regiment coming out um that i've kind of designed to kind of do exactly what we've been talking about to, to get us to a different a different path, a different trajectory. It's called Paintball Kumite. And it's basically going to be uh, a martial arts kind of stylized training regiment where we, instead of work on working on big picture, like full elements all at one time, we're going to dissect the game into small bite-sized elements to where we're focusing on individual skills. And, you know, the concept is that when you leave one of the classes, you know, that's say focused on uh, laning or running and shooting or whatever the, the, the tactic is that we're working on, that you walk away and say, I now have the drills that I need to do on my own time to perfect this particular element of the game. And I think by doing that, that, you know, we can focus on one thing that you guys will 
retain that information a lot more, and you'll be working on individual elements of the game with drills designed to improve that element of the game without all the other, you know, uh, distractions that we have during a normal game. So, you know, that's kind of what my passion is right now. I know I'm getting to the point where I won't be playing paintball forever, um, but I will be part of paintball forever um, as long as I can. And so that's kind of like my next path and my next goal is to develop this program and to find, you know, be it two or three guys or 20 or 30 guys or 100 guys, whatever it is, but to find like-minded individuals like me that want to grow this together. Um, you know, it's not something that I'm, I'm trying to make a lot of money on or anything, but it, it's something that I want you guys to get out and, you know, kind of like me paying back the community that's done done me so well over the years and just kind of get Texas Paintball up to where it needs to be um, and hopefully, you know, breed the new crop of pro players to come take my spot. So that's kind of what I've been working on. And, you know, I'm excited to have the Titans um, and the Dragoons that both played X-Factor kind of be my, my test group. So I'm looking forward to working with all you guys. I've gotten to know most of you you know, pretty intimately over the past couple of weeks as we've we've talked about developing this program and you guys are, you know, helping me figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. And, and we're all learning here. You know, I'm learning this and in essence, kind of writing a book while while teaching you guys. And so I, I'm just pretty, pretty super excited about that, to be honest. Yeah. And, and I'm super excited as well, uh, you know, just to have that direction. Like I know when I was first starting paintball, uh, D5. I was actually playing in uh, the college scene, NCPA, with the Texas Longhorns, and I pretty much had to figure everything out on my own. Like, you know, just being self-taught from how to get your gun up off the brake, you know, shooting right-handed, left-handed, basic, you know, mechanics like that. And I definitely developed a lot of bad habits over that, that I'm now, you know, now that I'm trying to play at a higher level, I'm, you know, finding out the hard way, hey, these bad habits are getting me killed in uh, situations where I shouldn't be dying. So, uh, having that, you know, avenue where I could, you know, learn things that, you know, the correct way, uh, you know, especially from someone who's been in the game so long at the top level, like yourself, uh, you know, it's going to be awesome. Uh, so how, uh, if anybody's interested, how can players get involved with paintball Kumite? Uh, well, right now, you know, I, I, this is kind of just something that I've wanted to grow organically because <clears throat> I, I have a very, I have a very strict idea of what I want as a student. You know, like I said, this is not a money thing for me. Um, classes are going to be inexpensive. I, I think we settled on like 15 bucks a class. Um, so it, it's not a money making thing. And I would rather have five guys that, that really want to focus on learning what we're learning and be disciplined and be respectful and, you know, help their teammates and, and, uh, other students get better than to have, you know, a hundred guys out there and, and just, a um, a cattle call of people coming through. So, you know, I'm not really advertising it or anything. I think organically it's going to grow. People will see us out there, what we're doing. They'll see the results that you guys start producing on the podium, um, and, and where you guys get. And I think they'll just naturally want to be a part of it. Um, but if, if you want to learn a little bit more about it, I do have a discord that's, uh, that I have up. Um, but the easiest way would be to go to Paintball Kumite. Uh, that's P-A-N-T-P-A-I-N-T-B-A-L-L-K-U-M-I-T-E on Instagram. And you can reach out to me directly there and I can kind of get you set up if, if you're interested or just catch me out at X Factor. You know, this right now is just going to be um, something that I'm going to do locally. Uh, I don't really have plans of doing an online thing. I have been reached out to by a couple people that... Uh, want a remote version of this so i have two individuals that i'm going to work with remote and just see if it makes sense 
Uh, I don't know if it's going to make sense for them uh, as opposed to being local, uh, but I'm going to try it. Uh, so I'm just basically going to run a few classes through them, um, have them give me video uh, feedback of them doing the drills, and then we'll do a live kind of VOD review of what they're doing. And, and we'll just see if it makes sense. So that, that may be down the future, but right now I'm just focused locally. So if you're in the San Antonio or surrounding areas and you play at X Factor or would like to be a part of that, then you know you can just reach out to me and we can talk a little bit about if it's the right program for you or not, and then go from there. It's awesome. Uh, so uh, kind of get to the end of our show here. Uh, before we go, I've got two more questions for you. Uh, so yep. are there any uh, Texas-based teams, players, uh, you know, brands, photographers, anybody in Texas that have caught your attention lately? Like who do you think the rest of Texas should know about if they don't already know about them? Well, I definitely think that, you know, you guys have kind of inspired me to put this whole training program together. Um, just because, you know, you guys are eager to learn. And, and that's kind of like the the greatest thing a teacher could ever have is students eager to learn. And, you know, I've worked with you guys uh, on tournament preparation and getting ready for, for individual fields. But we've done that more on like a, um, you know, a team-based how to play the field type mentality. Um, but just the fact that you guys, you know, do Discord calls and, and walk the field virtually and talk about what you're going to do at a tournament and truly prep the way a professional team would prep was kind of inspiring to me. And so I think that, honestly, I know it's your team and it's kind of like, I don't know, kind of taboo to do a piece on your own team, but I think people should know about the Titans for sure. So I think you should probably get Dylan or somebody like that on here to kind of talk about his vision um, for the Titans program and, and where you guys started and where you're heading. I'd like to know a little bit more about that myself. Oh yeah. And uh, we appreciate that. And Dylan's definitely going to be on this uh, at some point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and what Dylan has built has been, uh, you know, a game changer in Texas. You know, people have definitely got put on notice pretty quick about us. Uh, and I'm super excited to be a part of it and seeing uh, where we're going to go as a team. Uh, so, Colt, thank you for your time. Do you have any last shout-outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? No, thanks for having me. I'm excited to see the uh, future shows. And, you know, good luck to you guys, and I look forward to uh, starting our training program. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, Colt. Uh join us everybody uh thank you for tuning in we're going to be back next week for episode two we're going to have a guest from tribe out of uh waxahachie they just won uh nxl philly and they've been on fire they got a first place and a third place uh in d4 at the last usxbl they got a third place at the uh, sunshine state major so they are one of probably one of the hottest uh d4 teams in texas right now so we'll have them on for next week is that right. their first win at nxl uh, I, in D4, I believe so. Yes. Awesome. So yeah, uh, we'll have them on next week. Uh, thank you again, Colt. Uh, yep. thank you all Hi, for Mom. watching. Hi, dad. <laughs> Hi, Desi. <laughs> all right. And we'll see y'all next week. Thanks, Christian. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Colt Roberts at Coltimus on Instagram. And if you're wanting to know more about Paintball Kumite, check out at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. Links in the description below. What other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below, and while you're at it, hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on each episode. The show also goes live weekly on twitch.tv slash Podcast. Go follow me over on Twitch to be a part of the live show. See you all next week for the next one.